Hello and welcome to the latest edition of the Director's Cut, your one-stop shop for all the latest trends on all matters relating to sport and exercise science, strength and conditioning, and healthy living. I'm your host, Tim Hanway, the Sports Performance Director here at Stack Velocity in Norwood, Massachusetts. Joining me is the man, the myth, the legend. He's back, ladies and gentlemen, Danny Blumenthal. Danny, how you doing? I'm good, Tim. Thanks for having me. Hey, my pleasure. Today, Danny and I are going to discuss various ways as well as tips that you can use to stay in shape over the holiday period because a lot of people are going to be doing a bit of traveling, they're going to be away from the gym, but guarantee you they're going to kind of get that itch. So, you know, the question that we get a lot as coaches is, well, what can I do if I'm on the road or what can I do if I only have just my own body weight to work with? So, Danny, what are some of your thoughts on uh, training on the road and also just training around the holiday period? Um, well, one of my favorite ways to train and back how I used to train in college, actually, um, I used to hate going to my gym there. It was, it was a beautiful gym, but it would just get way too packed. And I just didn't like dealing with waiting about two hours for working out. And, uh, we know, especially with new year's Eve coming up, a lot of gyms, commercial gyms are going to be really full for the first month. So one of my favorite things to do was just use my own body weight, right? You can, you can get the best workout with just your own body. Um, a lot of fun things I used to do, uh, variations of planks, you can do Spider-Man planks where you're kind of reaching your knees up and out to the side. You can kind of start adding those variations to push-ups. You can have some power push-ups like clap push-ups. Um, you can do all sorts of ab exercises too, like hollow holds. And then if you have a pull-up bar or you're lucky enough to have a pull-up bar in your house, you can also do pull-up variations. Or if you also have a TRX or some kind of suspension That's training right, yeah. system, which they have knockoff ones for way cheaper than actual TRXs, <laughs> um, you can also have a lot of fun with those. But uh, just off the top of my head, some of my favorites that I used to do, um, descending push-up pyramids where you'd kind of start at 10 push-ups and work your way down to one and only using the uh, number of reps you just completed as your seconds of rest. Yeah, we tried that at a staff lift that you had a few weeks ago, and it was uh, pretty hideous, I have yeah. to say. So, pretty yeah, fun. couldn't agree more with pyramids, whether you use more of an ascending or descending format. You know, things that come to mind as well, if you have a bed or a couch, you can even do like a rear foot elevated split squat, you know, just with your own body weight. I think I remember at one point in time, I... Uh, I was at like a hotel and I literally just got like my luggage and held it in front of me almost like a zercher. So like a zerker kind of squat. So I mean you can kind of get inventive. And you know and that's what we tell people here at Velocity. You know we try to of course impart just some of the knowledge on our clientele so that they can do this stuff on their own. You know if you understand just kind of the conditions. If you understand how to do you know split squat movement. You can get creative and put your foot on a couch. You can put it, you know, on a bed. You can do something to kind of get that kind of stimulus. But I agree, just even using things like pauses can make body weight a really, really kind of challenging. And yeah, you know, getting the TRX, having some sort of suspension trainer. Uh, I know even, did you ever use those like pull-up bars like that they hook into the door frames like they don't screw it yeah they're not bad i almost broke one though so you just have to be careful that it's yeah. fashioned and right if you're a bigger guy be careful yeah i think i think it was like a like a a 200 pound body weight limit on those things yeah. so just uh just be aware of that and just read the uh the warranty into the disclaimer um 
So those are just some things that kind of come off come off the top of our head. Uh, what are your thoughts, Danny, on dumbbell complexes? Or let's even put it this way. What if you do decide to brave the elements and go to the gym? So maybe you're traveling out of town, you're seeing some family, but like you said, chances are sometimes these places are going to be absolutely packed. You know, and stuff that we've used in the past are things like dumbbell complexes. So, I mean, what are your thoughts on, on stuff like that if you do have access to some equipment or some space? Yeah, if you have access to some equipment in a gym, I mean, all you really need is about 10 feet of square space around you to kind of do whatever you need to do, be it a barbell complex or a dumbbell complex. Um, you can really have some fun with it. Some, some of my favorite ones are going, like, directly from eight squats directly to eight RDLs, directly to eight bent over rows, and then eight floor presses. And you Oof. do four or five rounds of that in a row, and you'll get smoked real quick. If you want to be completely crazy, you can add some abs in with it, like a reverse crunch or something. But really, you don't need that much space. I mean, it's all it's all about when, when the gym's busy, right? You don't want to be running around to different yeah. machines, different equipment. So just... Yeah, no, and I, th I think the one thing I just want to highlight to kind of our listeners is just even the complex that you described. You know, the, the, so the big thing about complexes, whether it's dumbbell or barbell, so again, just to kind of refresh people's memory of complexes, where you're basically performing a sequence of exercises using that same barbell or dumbbell, so you don't change the weight, but also you want those movements to follow some sort of logical flow. So the one that you just described, where basically the barbell or the dumbbells are starting kind of above your head and neck, and then gradually they're making their way to the ground. So hence squats, hence some sort of bent over row, and RDL, a Romanian deadlift pattern, you know, going in some type of floor press. Uh, you know, these things are absolutely fantastic. Um, they are hard. And depending on kind of the sets and reps that you use. So again, if you're using higher reps, higher reps, of course, go with lighter weights. You know, you don't necessarily need the same kind of recovery period that you would. So, you know, I've done them in the past where I would even time myself. So I would say, okay, this complex took me two minutes to complete from start to finish. I would then give myself, you know, two minutes of recovery, or if it's really hard, maybe three or four minutes of recovery, just to try to get that volume in work. So I kind of just tell people, kind of play with the recovery periods. I think kind of four to six sets is kind of a sweet spot, depending on, again, the weights that you use. But, you know, the good thing about that is, in my personal experience, doing kind of four to six of a complex after a warm-up, you're in and out of the gym in about 45 minutes. And I think that's a nice place to be in, because it is the holidays. You know, you want to, in theory, spend times with family. I know that's always a bit of a double-edged sword, uh, depending on how, how your family is. But, you know, the beauty about the complex and even just the stuff that we describe with body weight is that you can do it, again, with relatively minimal to no equipment. You know, you can perform these exercises very quickly. And they're also really effective, which is absolutely huge. So, you know, complexes certainly go in our travel, uh, our travel box as the body weight variations. Anything else that you can think of that kind of people can do? Um, well, one thing about the complexes, just make sure that when you're thinking about what complex you're going to do, that you think about the limiting exercise, right? So like yeah. in the one I named, it would probably be the bent over row or the floor press, right? Um, so you're going to be limited by that weight. So don't go crazy with your weight thinking, oh, I can, you know, I can squat 300 pounds. Let me just toss like 225 on the bar. And then you get to all of a sudden, oh, wait, I'm not going to be able to row this at all. 
Yeah, that's a great point too. So that is just another little caveat to the uh, to the complexes, and you're absolutely 100% right. It's always the weakest exercise in that sequence that you choose, which to your point is going to dictate the weight, dictate the weights. Because the whole point of the complex is you want these movements to flow into each other seamlessly. You know, that's what allows you to get so much work, and that's what allows you to get you know a decent strength stimulus, but also good cardiovascular response. You're getting a good fat burning response. You know, we talk about big rocks here, and you're getting a lot of good stuff through these complexes. And also I think too, you know, my, my own personal advice is using the holidays as a chance um, to also maybe train in ways that you might not normally train in. So maybe if you are a person that, you know, likes powerlifting uh, and you do more of the classic kind of heavier, you know, lower reps, uh, higher number of sets, so, you know, three to five, you're kind of one of those people. Well, here's a chance to build some work capacity or build some endurance. You know, even if you have nothing but just even an exercise bike, you know, doing some interval sprints, maybe, like I said, adopting that one to two work to rest ratio, you know, going hard for 20 seconds, easing off for 40 seconds, just keeping it really easy so you're just putting the pedal to the metal on the minute every minute. You know, and even using, I think, some of the uh, the methods that is popular in CrossFit, like EMOMs. So just as I mentioned, going every minute on the minute. So as long as you have a stopwatch, you can do something like that. Or doing density sets, where it's just, and I know that's one of your favorites, where it's you just set the time, okay, you know, I have 10 minutes to do as much work as I possibly can using these particular exercises. So you almost self-select your own kind of rest periods and kind of build it in. But it's a great way to, again, ensure that you're not going over in a lot of time because, you know, time can be of the essence, especially when you're supposed to be spending it with family and loved ones. Uh, but you can also get a really great workout in as well, kind of doing that too, yeah. in, my, uh, in my experience. Uh, another thing that I also just like to think of, so these are just some great ideas for those that are keen on training. And like we said, using body weight, doing things like complexes, you know, doing some interval work. You know, these are just some examples that, that come to mind. And, you know, if you go on the Stack Velocity website, we have some examples kind of of that. Uh, another one that I actually saw on the Stack um, website as well is I think there's a monthly challenge now where it's like you do like a pyramid like you mentioned or it might even be a density set, but it's doing dumbbell thrusters. And if anyone has ever tried thrusters, they're disgusting. Um, they're Gross. great. So again, it's basically a hybrid squat movement immediately into an overhead press. Uh, and I find that dumbbells tend to be a little bit more user-friendly than doing the barbell version, just because of the way that kind of rack position is. So it's a great one just to get, again, maximal kind of muscle activation. Uh, and then combining that with a push-up or a renegade row and doing as many as you can, I think, in 10 minutes. Ew. So, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty tough. <laughs> oh. that, will feature, that will feature in a staff workout, I yeah, promise. at one point. Um, oh, Lord. But, another thing, but I think another thing, too, is just also using the holidays, dare I say it, to rest and recover. I mean, you know, Danny, I know you're, you're big on nutrition, and you, you impart so much wisdom, especially on the youngsters. Because, uh, you know, how often when you ask that question, what would you eat for breakfast? What's a typical response that you get from some of our Ah, uh, Pretty average response from a high school kid is nothing. Um, so I do my best to educate them on the importance of eating breakfast and more importantly, eating protein at every meal, especially as a younger athlete, hugely important. Absolutely. And, you know, during the holidays, this is a chance also at times to, to refuel. So sometimes the best advice I think we can give as coaches is actually just enjoy this holiday period, you know, sleep in, you know, um, I guarantee you quite a few of our listeners probably are a bit sleep deprived, you know, especially if we're talking some of our adult clients, you know, working hard, you know, they have young families they're looking after some of our students that maybe spend a little bit too much time on the Xbox at 1am, you know, this is a chance to, uh, to exactly, you know, get some sleep. And we've discussed in the past just how important sleep is, you know, in terms of just growth hormone output, in terms of just resetting everything. I mean, you know, training is all about just laying the foundations 
but it's actually the nutrition and it's the rest and the hydration. Those are those things that really actually make you have the gains in the first place. So in my opinion, the holidays can also be a time where you can really kind of maximize those things. So Danny, I mean, do you have just any advice just in terms of some holiday kind of nutrition? I mean, also, you know, still trying to stay on track, but also enjoying yourself a little bit too, because it is the holidays and being, that, holidays. And being that guy that, that just breaks out a baggie of, you know, baby carrots during dessert, you might not win as many favors with the family. But, you know, how, how can you kind of, in your opinion, kind of get the best of both worlds where you don't go completely off the rails, but you can still kind of let your hair down a little bit too? Um, <clears throat> my biggest advice would be to eat slow. That was one of the best things that I'd ever been taught, and I use it all the time, uh, especially around the holidays when there's a lot of really delicious food. Um, smaller portion sizes, so either finding a smaller plate, <clears throat> which can really help, and then knowing that if you've gone up two or three times already with your smaller plate, you should probably be done. Um, another big one, too, if you're trying to, trying to burn fat or lose fat for the new year, alcohol unfortunately uh, <laughs> unfortunately as much as we all love it right it's a lot of fun but uh alcohol can really start to slow your fat burning mm -hmm. um, process so laying off alcohol or maybe switching from five or six drinks to one or two can really really help to kickstart that fat burning process Yes, and so obviously we're talking for all our of-age listeners, but um, you are right. I think, you know, alcohol, you know, unfortunately, it, it does have effects on metabolism. It slows that metabolism. So especially if you're combining it with food, and invariably you tend to do that over the holidays, you know, the likelihood of those excess calories being stored as body fat increases because your body basically has to stop everything to metabolize that alcohol. So there are some kind of biochemical processes that are happening that you know, are going to kind of impede things. So I think you just have to be careful of that. And also just the calories of alcohol as well. You know, it's those liquid calories and what other people just term those empty calories. They can add up. You know, I don't think you realize how much a few beers or even it's the cocktails, I would argue, which is probably where you get the most. So, you know, you see things like gingerbread martinis and things like that. Chocolate raspberry Chocolate martinis. <laughs> Chocolate raspberry martinis. Uh, you know, things that I'm sure are quite delicious, but they do ca uh, pack a caloric punch. So I think you do need to be wary. But um, anyway, those are our tips. So we want to wish all of our listeners a very happy holidays, a Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa, whatever it is that you know you celebrate. This is a time to, to be with family, to enjoy the new year. But yeah, hopefully you glean some useful tips that you can take with you on the road. I'm Tim Hanway. Danny Blumenthal. And we'll be speaking to you soon. Take cool. care, everybody.